0: with me this morning to luke chapter 2 as i get to share just a few minutes with you this morning that's all right i ain't even preaching and i'm getting amen so it that's good let me just read this to you this morning very familiar verse but listen to it with your spiritual ears not just as a historical fact but listen for the spiritual realities there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them, so much so that they were fearful. And the angel said, Fear not, because I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people, every color. Every position in life, every disposition, the good, the bad, the evil, the wicked. I bring you good tidings of great joy to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, the Savior, a Savior. Did you catch what I just told you? Unto you is born. You, me, family members, others a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And the sign shall be unto you. You will find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Lord, for this very brief message this morning, I pray that there be such a strong sense of your spirit that you would make facts become revelational knowledge, that it would burst on the inside of us and that we would see you, your redemptive plan and what this season means more clearly than we ever have before. Open our eyes to the words, even post-Calvary, for those of us that are born again, open our eyes to the words, a Savior. And I ask it in Jesus' name, Amen. Our Savior, that has such a melodious, comforting, reassuring, strengthening, empowering, peaceful sound to it. My Savior, the one who rescued me, the one who found me. Our Savior, the one that by saying that makes me collectively reach out and share and spend my life with other people who can say the same two words. He's not my Savior individually alone. He's our Savior, meaning that we are all in the same family, the same collective group, the same ecclesia, the called out ones. An eternal Savior. Before there was a beginning, he was. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh and we dwelt and we beheld his glory. Glory of the only begotten son of God, full of grace and full of truth. There was nothing made that was not made by him. He was in the beginning. He is today and he shall be forevermore. The eternal savior, a promised savior. Jesus, the Lamb, slain, already killed in the mind of God before the foundation of the earth. And for those of you that might not be believers or you don't call yourself a Christian, this is what this phrase means. When God made us, he knew that he did not want to make robots that had to force him to worship him. But what kind of worship would that be if you were made to do it? So he gave us free will. And in his omniscience, knowing all things, knowing that if he gave us free will, we would sin and fail and choose our own way, which would separate us from God. So he had the plan of coming in the form of a man. Although he was not a man, he took upon himself the form of man. So Christ the Lord, all God and all man, came and bled and died on a cross. The wrath of God being poured upon him to recreate us, to rebirth us. So that we might now come back into relationship and worship the Lord uh, forgiven, not just God just saying, okay, never mind the sins. No, the sins were paid for. So this eternal Savior, amen, it was promised. It was promised in the Garden of Eden at the first sin. He, He told the serpent, he said, there will always be enmity between your seed and her seed. And you'll bruise his heel, but he'll crush your head. It was the promised Savior, the the one that would come, the, the one that would be Emmanuel, God with us. And all the signs, the numerous, impossible for all of them to be fulfilled over this several thousand year period to be fulfilled in one person. Jesus Christ the Lord, Shiloh when he comes. He was not only a promised, prophesied Savior, he was a pure Savior And this is why we as fundamentalists fight for doctrine. People say, well, this conference is not about doctrine and our church is not about doctrine. If you don't have doctrine, you have a collection of error. It is imperative that we understand, believe and stand for the, not just the idea, but the historical fact of the virgin birth of Jesus Christ. And this is why. By one man, Adam, sin entered into the world and sin was passed on from generation to generation. The blood of the child comes from the man. The woman produces the egg. The seed comes from the man, the blood. And so every time Adam had a son, he passed that death on over and over and over. But Christ, coming through a virgin, not born of a man, was sinless at birth. He was sinless through his adolescence. He was sinless through his maturity. And when he went upon the cross, he then became sin for us. He who knew no sin and the sin was thrown upon him and he bled and died and paid for our sins. This was a pure Savior. Isn't that wonderful? I never get tired of saying it. He was a proclaimed Savior, a recognized Savior, and a known Savior. Art thou the king of the Jews? You say that I am. I love the part where he said before Abraham was, I am. For them, that was blasphemy. You're saying you're Jehovah. Yes. He was known historically. You know, separate from, and I've been raised in church, man. I was in church, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, Tuesday night, Friday night, Saturday night, potluck. My daddy was a preacher. I was all the time in church common sense would tell you and I say this reverently but take, take, take the Holy Spirit out, take, take the church out take the Bible out, just common sense would tell you that for the world to measure time before the birth of somebody and after the birth of somebody they must have existed I mean let's think about it, B.C. and A.D. for millennia I acknowledge, the world acknowledged him. Wise men acknowledged him. Herod acknowledged him. Rome acknowledged him. They said, uh, they were bribing people. Tell people when he was resurrected that somebody come and stole him. So some shepherd, Jewish shepherd with a stick is going to come up to all these Roman soldiers surrounding the tomb. Oh, move out of the way so I can move the stone and steal him. And all the soldiers moved. You see, there's so much... If you just think it through it was it was known to the world so much so that a pagan world began measuring time before Christ came BC and after the death of Jesus Christ recognized a meek serving savior kind gentle One of my favorite pictures, many of you have seen it, some of you have it, of the laughing Savior. You know which one I'm talking about where he puts his head back and he's just laughing? And I know some of y'all, you know, I I just, I shouldn't say y'all, I just don't care for all the pictures from medieval times where Jesus looks effeminate and he looks otherworldly with his finger up and there's a white thing around his head. The scripture, scripture, there's no photographs of him, but the scripture said that children would run and jump in his lap while he was teaching. Have you ever heard of them interrupting a rabbi? Have you ever heard them interrupting a scribe or the Sanhedrin or anybody else? So much so that the disciples would say, "Do do you want us to get the children on? He said, leave them alone. I submit to you. That children don't run and jump in the lap of mean people or stoic people. Jesus was the epitome of kindness and of grace. He gave his life before he gave his life, he poured it out freely. You'd find him going into towns and healing all who were sick and oppressed. One of my favorite stories. And it doesn't even mention the details of the who or the why. And if I'm not mistaken, the person was a Gentile. But they're on the way burying her son. They're doing the procession. They've got him on a pallet of bamboo or sticks or something. It's called a beer. B-I-E-R. I I think that's the pronunciation in there. Carrying the dead person. And the mourners are out front. And Jesus isn't even part of the ceremony. He just walks up alongside the funeral. And just touch, <laughs> touches the boy. He sits up and he leaves. Funeral over. Where do you go from there? Well, we got a lot of food at mama's house. Because everybody thought, you, you just go back. He, he spent his life building nothing for himself. But creating a kingdom to come. Servant. The servant leader. The pure, kind person who took his clothes off wrapped a towel around himself knelt down and washed the disciples feet he was the one that taught us how to descend into greatness the one who taught us that the greatest among you are those that serve he was kind he was beautiful not in the sense of how we would say beautiful physically because the bible said there was nothing about that that would impress you but widows loved him and children loved him And drunkards loved him and uh, harlots loved him and tax collectors loved him. There was a grace that pulsated from him that drew people unto him. I know you do, sis. A powerful savior. All the miracles. They're telling us today that those miracles didn't happen. that That we found scrolls in pots in caves in the Middle East now that disprove. It don't disprove Nothing. I just figure a God that can create everything can preserve a written history of who the son of God was. Powerful. Never met an obstacle or an opportunity or a demon that he didn't have authority over. Here comes Legion. He's living in a mortuary, an outside mortuary where it's just tombs and catacombs and decomposing bodies. He is completely naked, so strong filled with demons that the chains that they would bind him with, he would rip them out of rocks and he would self-mutilate and cut himself with potsherd. And Jesus said, uh, uh, Jesus pulled up to the gathering coast and the demon, uh, the man ran to him. The demon didn't want to run to him, but the man did. And the demon said, what have we to do with you? Jesus told him to shut up. And he said, what's your name? And the demon said, legion. For we are many. And in that date and time, legion meant 5,000. 5,000 demons. 5,000 spiritual entities. And see, we scared of one demon. Somebody, they got a demon. You have the Holy Spirit. Scared of someone with a demon? 5,000. Jesus said, Come out of but, 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 but before you do that, would you mind if we all just kind of went in those pigs over there and do you, do you do you mind and he said, Go, he, yes, sir, all five thousand of them went into these pigs, and some man lost his whole business, and if he was a Jewish man, he shouldn't have had a pork business anyway <laughs> and and they all just ran and uh jumped off the side of the cliff and I'm going to throw this in here because it's funny but you need to be careful who and what you listen to I heard a preacher say the title of the sermon pigs can't swim that was the whole point that they killed the demons because pigs can't swim that's not the point the point is Jesus has all power in heaven and in earth he's got all power in your history he has all power in your present and he has all power in your future we who are purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Fear nothing and no one. We live with concerns but we are not fearful. Why? Because thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff they comfort me. You prepare tables before me in the presence of my enemies. My cup runs over and every day of my life I've looked behind me. Surely goodness and mercy has followed me all the days of my life. An exclusive savior. Not one of many. Not a way. The way. The only name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus Christ. A believer is not someone that says, I believe in Jesus Christ. The devils believe that there's a Jesus Christ. Demons will say, that is Jesus. They called his name. I know who you are, the holy one of Israel. That doesn't mean they were saved. Saved is a transformational work that flows into a believer by their firm, exclusive trust in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus for their sins. Nothing else. Jesus and nothing else. His name and no other name. Ben, if you would come on, please. Worship team, if you would just make your way in just a moment and... After the communion, we will um, sing that one song and we'll go. Now, y'all don't watch them the entire time. Everybody watches every step they take On This is very important, what I'm about to share with you. He is a redemptive, transformational Savior. This is critical. I want everyone to hear this because false... Doctrine is preached on this. Matthew 121 says, And Mary will bring forth a son, and he'll call his name Jesus, for he will save the people from their sins. That's the work of Christ. Yes, he loves us as we are, but you cannot receive the transformational work of the Holy Spirit and not. Repent, turn away, reject, and be free from those sins. God's love does not accept us in the sin. Oh, He loves us like we are, but He's too powerful and holy to leave us like we are. Jesus delivers us from the sins. Now they tell us they're not sin at all, or that God's okay with it. How do you know you're serving the correct Jesus? He saves you from your sins. Changed. How many other people were drunks like me? Just wave at me. Changed. How many people drugs? Changed. I want to hear you. How many of you drunk? Changed. How many lived illicit, immoral lives? And you're changed. Made well. Made. How many broken, shattered people who God healed and restored? Changed. They'll call His name Jesus because He'll save you from everything you did and everything they did that was sinful. A sufficient Savior. An accepted Savior. When that veil was rent from top to bottom and He entered the Holy of Holies in heaven with His blood, He provided a new and living way, consecrated through the veil that is to say His flesh. And now having a high priest over the house of God, we can come back into the presence of the Lord. Sufficient Savior. A resurrected Savior. An exalted Savior. A personal Savior. Savior, A proven Savior. He has proven it over and over. Anybody else? And over and over and over and over. And for those who do not call yourself Christian or you're... Living in a state that all of us have experienced backslid away from God. He's a judging Savior. For if God spared not the whole world, destroying it by water, and spared not the angels which sin, but cast them down into the lowest parts of the earth, reserved unto chains, unto darkness, and destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah with with fire and brimstone, well, that, that, I, I, you, your God sounds like my devil. No, the first Jesus, meek and mild, riding in on a donkey. The next one's riding on a white horse with his robe dipped in blood, shredding out the enemies of God. And it is that knowledge of his judgment that is the beginning of wisdom. I fear that judgment because I'm guilty. And the last thing I want to tell you is He's an available Savior. Whosoever calleth upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whosoever with my history are you a whosoever? I love that statement. Are you a whosoever? Yes. Yes. And where they are in their sin. Any, anybody beside me before you, Christian prayed drunk before? Oh, I did all the time. I didn't pray sober. I just prayed drunk. And here I was. I could have died in my sins. I woke up one morning beside my motorcycle. I did not know where I was. I did not know how I got there. This is before I was a Christian. Before I pastored. I uh, just thought I'd throw that out there to you. And <laughs> I remember the Lord whispering to my heart and said, you remember that? Yeah. My angels protected you because you were lost. And they laid you beside that bike until you could come. but Until t- it was time for you to come. And so in the midst of all my upbringing and the knowledge of God and all my gross sin, I called and see... While you're starting repentance. You're not saved because your repentance is good. You're saved because he's attentively waiting on the first note that comes from you. And so today, it's time to believe in Jesus. It's time to give your life away. Turn, repent. So how do I do that? Work it out. Tell the Lord, I'm sorry. I recognize you and be my God what kind of Christmas would it be if your Jesus wasn't the one in somebody's front yard but the one that lived inside here this is my last thought for you this morning Jesus the bread of life was born in Bethlehem which means house of bread so from Bethlehem the story goes out about Christ the Lord feeding the world Our ushers are going to take a moment and serve you communion. And then we have one medley and then we'll be going home to celebrate this season. Guys, if you'll begin to serve, everybody wait to take together. And don't forget tomorrow night's Christmas Eve service, 6 6 to 6.45 at the latest. And so y'all keep this a reverent time, if you will, for communion, please. one of the ushers is available if you would serve the people on the platform as well. Has everyone been served? Would you stand with me please? What makes this so special is that Jesus himself asked. I'm already asking my little girls. I said, don't ever forget me, okay? I do. I said, please don't forget That I love to hold you. And please don't forget that we lay on the bed and talk about your day. Will you remember, Daddy? Yes, yes. I wonder, I wonder, the man part. I know the God part saying, This is critical to your faith. He said, As often as you do this, think about me. Remember that I was born to die remember fondly remember the details remember appreciating uh uh, with an appreciative heart mark how he rescued us he said remember how i was patient remember so that's why communion is so individual and in the same manner that jesus uh was uh broken he he told his disciples he said uh This is my body that's broken for you. As often as you do this, remember me. So we remember how they abused you, O Lord, and beat you, plucked your beard and spat in your face and mocked you and whipped you and hung you naked and stretched you wide and pierced your side just so you could save us. And we are grateful. Let's take together. And in the same night Jesus was betrayed, he took blood and poured it and gave it to his disciples. Can you imagine what it was like that night? He said, this is my blood that's going to be shed for you. As often as you do this, think about me. Our confidence is not in our efforts. Our confidence is that this blood satisfied a righteous God. And we are forgiven. As far as the east is from the west, he's removed our transgressions from us. Lord, we remember your sacrifice and your spilled blood. You were rejected that we might be accepted and we give you glory and we take today. Now, church family, let's just set these on our seats and offer the Lord this last bit of praise before we go home today. Y'all remain standing.
1: the glory We give you all the glory We worship you, our Lord. You are worthy to be praised. We give you all the glory. We
0: i Powerful Writer
1: Jesus You're the source of my strength. You who call me rise. Come on, everybody, sing holy. Say. Holy, holy, Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain. Highest praises, honor, and glory. Be unto. Be unto your name. Jesus. He's magnificent and holy, a God who deserves all the praise and the glory and the honor from our lips to him. Let's worship him. Magnificent and holy is your name. Magnificent and holy is your name. Magnificent and holy is your name. Somebody just say the name of Jesus right now. Say Jesus. Come on, say Jesus. Nothing like the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Salvation and glory.
0: Bless the Lord. Praise the Lord, someone. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Right before you dismiss this morning, I just want to thank y'all. And I I know there's people that serve all over the building here, but uh, things like today don't just happen. And thank you for being flexible with your pastor. That... Melody was the perfect capstone of this service. And I want to thank you. Would y'all honor the Lord by honoring their gift and being what you bring? Thank you, buddy. So Merry Christmas, Christmas, Christ more, more of Christ. Not happy holiday. Merry Christmas. Celebrate the King. Love your family. We're closer to heaven than we've ever been. Have a wonderful week. Hope to see you tomorrow night. God bless.